Hey, welcome to the brand new Revival Ministry. This is Pastor Todd Bernard, and this is Bible Study Review. In our Bible study last week, we started the book of Ephesians. And you know when the study is good because we only got to verse 15 in the book. So today I'm going to go over some new and old information that we went over last week so we can start this week fresh. We talked about Ephesians a little bit and we talked about Paul a little bit. Let's start with Paul. Paul was a Jew. He was a Pharisee and he was from the tribe of Benjamin. Paul knew the laws of the Bible because he was taught by a great rabbi. Paul was known for his uh, persecution of Christians. But in Acts 9, we see that there was a conversion. And Jesus Christ called Paul to be the apostle for the Gentiles. Paul went and visited Ephesians. Uh, during his second missionary journey, he didn't stay there long. He just stopped there for a quick second. But he left two ministers there to minister to the churches and to prep the people because on his third missionary journey, he came back and he stayed there for three years. Now, Ephesians was uh in what was it 1300 they were uh ran by the persians and then the greek uh took over the persians and then the roman empire took over the greek and so this was a multi-culture uh area it had over 2 million people that live here and it was uh 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 known for a the commercial center of Asia Minor. Asia Minor is today's Turkey. They had trade route intersections there and it was known for a seaport. So you know that it had to be beautiful. And they had a, a magnificent temple, but this temple they worship Artemis, the goddess and so they, they were a center for pagan worship and magic arts until Paul came there. Because after Paul, they were known for the center for Christian outreach for the rest of the providence. So why did Paul write this to the Ephesians? Usually Paul writes to debate. Uh, false teachings, right? He usually writes to, uh, you know, warn people uh, of the wrongdoing that they were doing, right? Warning people. But in this specific case, Paul wrote this to uh, bring uh, churches, bring the family and community together under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so that is what and how and the reason why he wrote this. Because uh, because this, uh, what I say is that this deals with a lot of 
about our identity and who we are. Okay. We see that in the beginning of uh, this 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 epistle, Paul introduced himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in the Ephesians and faithful in Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he opened this letter to identify his uh, apostleship. His he wanted to be authentic and he wanted them to know that this apostleship was authentic because he said that it was from the will of God. We go on to verse three. Uh, and six, where it talks about the spiritual blessings that we receive in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, what are these spiritual blessings that we receive? This is where we spent most of our time at talking about the spiritual blessings that we automatically receive. Now, before we get into this, we have to realize that as soon as we accepted Jesus Christ, we receive these. These nothing that uh, we did to earn these. This is not because of who we are, but it's because we uh, are saved by God and God loves us. And so he blessed us with these spiritual blessings. Now, there are, you know, we are known, we are used to the temporal blessings that we receive from God, but these are a little different. These are spiritual blessings. And not only are these spiritual blessings, but they come from the heaven and they come from the heavenly place and Christ. Okay. So what are these, uh, blessings, these spiritual blessings that we receive? We receive, uh, that we are chosen in him. That's number one. Number two, we have been predestined in adoption as sons of Jesus Christ. Number three is that we are holy and without blame before him in love. Number four is that we receive redemption from the blood of Jesus Christ. And number five is that we receive and get to experience the grace of of God. So let's start with we have been chosen in him. I want to look at 1 Peter 2:9. It says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light." So right here we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy people. And we are a people of his own possession. Remember, there's nothing that we did for these. This is something that he did for us. This is a gift for us. I want to look at 2 Thessalonians 2.14. It says that this he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's nothing that we did or there's nothing that we can do. 
God has to act on us first. He has to change and do something to our hearts. And once we believe, we actually receive these blessings because we have been chosen from him. And this makes us a royal people because we are from a kingdom. We are from a kingdom. The second thing that we know is that uh, we are holy and without blame before him in love. Now, this is important because uh, the blood of Jesus makes us holy and without blame before him because we all have to sit in the judgment seat. And in order for us to get that pass, we have to be holy and without blame. And so because of our faith in Jesus Christ and because Christ paid the price for our, our uh, sins, then we get to stand in front of God, the Father, holy and without blame in love. Because we got to remember without love, there is nothing. The third thing um, that we receive, this spiritual blessing, is that we have been predestined to adoption as sons and daughters of Christ. I want to look at 2 Corinthians 6, 18. It says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. So this is the purpose, the destiny of. Of our father, he's chosen us before the foundations of the world that we are adopted as sons and daughters into his kingdom. This is what makes us his royal people because we he has chosen us. Right. And we get to stand in front of him blameless. And so remember what adoption means when you are adopted. And when that is complete, the person that is being adopted uh, is legitimately uh, takes the new identity of the adoption. So it takes the last name, all of it. And so, uh, for example, if I'm adopted into a rich family, then I get to uh, be rich. I am considered legally their son and so when the adoption is complete it's complete and so we are adopted as sons and daughters into this kingdom into god's family the fourth one is that we get to experience the grace of god now grace is a gift from the father given through his son jesus christ now, we have to remember that the word grace is used in Scripture and is referred to the indwelling power and spiritual healing offered through the mercy and love of Jesus Christ. Jesus was completely accepted by the Father. All his character, all his words, all his work was accepted to God, the Father, and now we are accepted as well. And so we get to experience that grace because we don't deserve none of it. But God gives it to us because he loves us. 
The other spiritual blessing that we receive is that we receive the redemption from his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to uh, us wisdom and, and prudence. OK, and so other words, redemption implies that a price had to be paid for freedom. Redemption does mean being set free for a price and that price was jesus blood and this is a blessing from the father that uh we get to be set free from our sin from our old nature from this life that we uh used to live we are set free from the devil grips right now we can live pleasing and acceptable to god Man, that is powerful. And so in verse 9 through uh, 12 in Ephesians 1, um, it says, Having made known to his mysteries of his will according to his good pleasures, which is, he purposed in himself, that is the disposition of the fullness of the times he might uh, he might gather together in one and all in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of God's will. And this gives us praise for his glory. So part of what belongs to us under his grace is the knowledge of the mystery of his will. God's great plan and purpose, which once was hidden, but is now revealed to us in Jesus Christ. And this verse where it says gather together, this is the idea of unity, right? Or to sum up. So Paul's idea is that God will make all things add up at the end. And right now he is in the process of coming to that final sum. And so God wants to unify all things in our lives under him. So the scripture says in him also we have obtained an inheritance. Jesus is not judge, right? But the one that we receive this inheritance from. Believers are predestined for the according to the counsel of his will, because it has nothing to do with us, but it resides all in him because he chose us. He gave us uh, set us free of these uh, of our sins. He gives us redemption. He predestined us to be sons and daughters. He allow us to experience his grace. And so in this predestined, it is according to the purpose of his will, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. I see three aspects of God's plan working together, and it begins with his purpose, then the counsel of his will, and then the final result is his work. God made his plan according to a internal purpose. Right. Taking counsel within the Godhead. Then he works with all wisdom. So remember, God is God 
who not only will, but he works and this work is according to his will. So the 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 works of his counsel stand and it's deliberately uh, 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 planning for us uh, to be adopted into his family, to be uh, sons and daughters and be a royal people and a uh, holy nation. In verse 13 and 14, it says in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also have believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is guaranteed of our inheritance until the redemption of the full purchase possession of the promise of his glory. So now the Bible tells us in order for us to have faith in Jesus, we must trust that the word of God is true, which is the gospel in Romans 1 16 for the power of God is the gospel of salvation. So the power of God is to transform our lives. It comes from us trusting what we heard, which is the word of God, which says Jesus died which was buried and then risen so that we may have eternal life with the father. This is an essential part of God's work is uh, the is selling us with the Holy Spirit. This is the great news because it is through the Holy Spirit. We become less like us. And more like Jesus, right? Just like John the Baptist said in John 3.30. He said, I must decrease and Christ must increase, right? And so we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to end this on this note. We have this guarantee until we are completely purchased by God through resurrection and glorification that this we have reason to praise him and glorify him today right now in our present time so in our next bible study we are going to begin at verse 15 17 in that area and we are going to look at uh which i am excited about is learning about the prayer because paul prays specifically uh, 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 for certain things for the Ephesians and how we can use this same prayer to benefit our lives, man. If you want to, I personally, actually, I personally invite you to, um, join us Tuesday, August 7th at the Vineyard Community Church in the youth room so that, um, at seven o'clock, well, I'll be getting there at six thirty. You can arrive at six thirty if you want, but the study starts at seven, and we're going to start in Ephesians one seventeen, and hopefully we get through the whole book of chapter two. All right, man, this is twenty minutes. That is my time. Please share this with other brothers. And again, thank you, thank you, and thank you. And I want to end this with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the hearers of this word. I thank you that you open their hearts up 
and allow them to take in everything that you have told them on this podcast. And Father, I ask that you continue to explain this spiritual blessings to us, that you open up our hearts and minds for our study tomorrow, that we uh, have a great conversation, that we have an atmosphere that is filled with the Spirit of God. That each and every last one of us walk out of there knowing and gaining a little bit more knowledge of your will for our life. And so I thank you. I honor you. I praise you. In the blood of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. You guys have a blessed day. And remember, Jesus loves you. And he paid the full penalty for you.